Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, America. <laughs> Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montarulo, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? Well, it's almost May here in Chicago, and you know what that means. It's 35 degrees out, uh, and three days ago it was 85 degrees out, because yep. that's the Midwest for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I saw the forecast, and I was like, oh, it's going to be 85 degrees tomorrow? I'm like, I'm, I got my fucking, got my shorts ready, I uh, got my bike fucking tubes pumped up i'm like it's not gonna be like this again for like you know two months so i gotta gotta get out there and do this so i took my my uh steel frame surly uh bicycle out during the daytime just to like kind of you know get some you know like get some sun on me and like get a little bit of a tan going uh everyone you know pasty white everybody was out on the fucking beach in chicago like everybody uh, and it was great. It was wonderful. It was so nice that I was like, I got to go back out tonight. Like, I'm going to go home, have dinner, get some alcohol, and I'm going to take my fixed gear bike, my aluminum frame uh, fixed gear out. I hadn't ridden this uh, bike since uh, January when it was negative four wind chill. And I did it just to you know prove I could do it. Uh, and then I'm never doing that again. <laughs> um, I was so cold that I started to like lose feeling in my skin. Uh, and not, that's very much the uh, that Jeff Goldblum, like you, you spent so much time thinking about you, whether or not you could that you never thought about whether or not you should. Right. Well, I mean, the reason I should was so I could say I've ridden a fixed gear bike in single digit temperatures. But, you know, I get I got out to the coast this is back in January, took a picture, took a screenshot of the temperature, tweeted it. And just like the, the two minutes it took for me to do that, to have my my gloves off, I started to lose all the feeling in my fingers. And oh, Jesus. I, and that's, you know, from my house to, to the, the beach is seven miles and then seven miles back into the wind was not so fun. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well now it's 85. And I mean, well that, that night, the other night it was, it was like 78 once the sun had gone down still. So I'm like, all right, I'm going out for another ride. And, uh, <clears throat> probably not the best time to do it because, uh, I, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this before. I, I took the handbrake off that bike, right? which is uh, makes for a lot more like you have to be much more aware of how you're riding because you don't have a way to stop on a dime. Right. Like you, you have to stop by just basically what, you just spin your pedals back. Well, they don't spin back. I mean, you have to basically apply force in the opposite direction of the, the pedals are spinning. But that's why. Yeah. That's your what I legs mean, are like, still going with it. Yeah. It's not like coaster right. brakes where you physically like, you know, pedal backwards and it jams up and, and does that. But still like it, it it's, 
you know, if somebody jumps out in front of you, which there was plenty of drunk people who did that, uh, <laughs> you have no way to stop. Like you just have to fucking yell at them. Um, and you know, it's the first nice fucking day out of the year. So everybody's out going to the bar. And even though, you know, less than 40% of Chicago drives a car, everyone who's driving was drunk that night. <laughs> Literally everyone. Of course. Uh, and there's one intersection in particular that I was, uh, worry about because it's a blind intersection where you have the green light and you're going, but the op, the traffic coming from your right or left, uh, it's under a rail bridge and it's like, you know, eight lanes of rail. Right. So there's like, there's all these, these, uh, like concrete columns where the drivers coming from your right can't see you. And they also can't see the light very well either. So <laughs> I'm going very cautiously. And even though I have the green light, I'm looking to my right to see, if those cars are actually going to stop and this guy blows right through the crosswalk and comes within just feet of hitting me and then suddenly slams on his brakes and looks around (laughs) like he doesn't know where the fuck he is. And he's so, he's so drunk that he looks shocked, but even though he's shocked, he can barely keep his eyes open, but his mouth is hanging open. He's he's like, just like stupefied drunk look on his face. And I'm like, that's it. This is what it is. Like you can, you know, a little electric scooter is limited to 12 miles an hour, but this guy can get it as a 6,000 pound fucking death machine and drive around fucking drunk and nothing can stop him. <laughs> so I'm still not putting my Jesus brake back Christ. on that bike. Fuck that guy. But yeah, it was great. What's, it was great to get out though. What's the, so what's the point of not having the brake on? Does it do anything to the ride or is it just like a um, live your life on the edge type thing? It is kind of like, let's just, you know, I mean, the first place, a fixed gear track bike uh, is like maybe the worst bike to ride on the street um, because with the track geometry, the the seat is much higher than the handlebars. So you're like you're really like bent over, right? It's designed to go really fast on an indoor track for competitive racing. It's not designed for you to stop suddenly and do no. It's designed to go as fast as fucking possible, and that right. is is what it's for. It's like it's like having a race car. You know, a race car is not ideal for a city street where people live it's designed you know designed for like a closed course right right but uh if you're really into cycling and you really want to get like go to the next level of like you know how can i make this more fun and more challenging at the same time fixed gear is definitely the way to go but then it's like okay i can stop the entire bike with just my legs and i can take even more weight off the bike by taking that brake off because every little bit ounce uh, of weight slows you down um and it looks really fucking cool to have like a totally clean handlebar with no brake and no lines and no cables or cords or shit on your fucking wheel like that and i'm just i'm like yeah i'll fucking i can I, i've been riding a bike long enough i can do this and you know a, after a while of doing something like you want to find more challenges right so I, I i did that it's just that i hadn't ridden it since january so i get out there i'm like oh shit i forgot i don't have the brake on this fucking thing so I've got to be really extra careful, right? And that's just, you know, I mean, you can be as mindful as you want about all the cars out there, but then you've got to, like, you know, dozens of drunk teenagers running all over the fucking lakefront trail, which is pedestrian and bicycle, but, like, you know, late enough at night, they don't give a shit. So right. they're just, you know, like, I had one kid, there's, like, a group of, like, like 20 young black teenagers, and they're all having fun, and, you know, that's that's great, you know, and you want to have places that are separated from motor vehicles where you can just be free. You know, it's basically a park. Right. Um, but they're like, they don't see me coming cause I'm not making any noise. And right next to it is the Lakeshore drive, which is definitely loud. 
and they're all like young teenagers. So they're just out having fun. And uh, one of them just like lunged out in front of me, didn't see me. Uh, wasn't like he, he was like coming after me or anything. And I just, I thought he was going to hit me and I just shouted and he like saw me and, and like contorted his body in such a way to, to not run into me, but like his jacket brushed against my arm. Like it was that close. Oof. And if he would have hit me, you know, like I probably would have hurt him more than I would have gotten hurt. But you know, also that especially cause I wasn't expecting it and it would have been like a fight right. out of nowhere. And I, you know, yeah. and I slowed down too. Cause I could, you know, there's like a bunch of kids running all over and I don't know what way they're going. So like, I'm, I'm trying to be careful. I, I slowed way down way ahead of time, but still I was moving maybe eight miles an hour at that point and right. i still probably would have hit him plus my the fixed gear bike is like it's all white and i've never crashed it before but if it hits, hits the ground uh that perfect white paint job is gonna get fucked up and i don't want that to happen so uh so yeah i just i just shouted like whoa whoa and that was enough that he like didn't quite hit me but all of his friends went oh like 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 he was embarrassed i don't know if they were i don't know like who was supposed to feel embarrassed in that moment right. it was just like <laughs> okay whatever whatever I think I swore too because I was just like like so startled. I just was like, "God damn right. it!" Your adrenaline was like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, you know." It, I uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess we're just built differently because I've never thought like, "Yeah, you know, I've been driving for a bunch of years. I really want to challenge myself. Let me take the <sighs> the brakes off of." Well, off of I'll tell you car. what. If I could go seventy five miles an hour on my fixed gear bike, I definitely would have a brake on it. But, <laughs> I was gonna say right, you probably wouldn't take the brake off. But I point. did. I did uh, bust out this uh, speedometer app on my phone that I'd never used before because you you know I got I think I downloaded it in the wintertime when I was just riding the Surly, which is a huge heavy steel bike. It's like thirty pounds. Plus, I'm usually hauling groceries, so you know I'm not trying to go fast <clears throat> on that thing. But but the fixed gear is a whole different story. It's so it's it's like half that weight. Uh, because it's aluminum and just, you know, slimmer, sleeker. And I was riding directly into the wind. Um, but it's so aerodynamic that like, it just fucking hauls ass. And I got up to, I got up to 21 miles an hour and I wasn't even trying to go fast. I was just trying to see like, what's my normal, like right. max speed without trying to like mash really hard. Um, so I was like, yeah, I fucking into the wind, 21 miles an hour. Like I'm, I feel like I'm 25 still. <laughs> so... <laughs> And now nice. I'm back to being a fucking hermit because it's 34 degrees in Chicago today. So yeah, I'm great. sure in two days it'll be 75. No, nah, it'll be know, 60 and raining. 60 and raining is like the midpoint. Okay. <laughs> it's fucking, I don't know. It's, it's just, Fuck, I can't believe like April's fucking like over basically. <laughs> like I, I forget it's like a su- super short month and then, you know, it's fucking like, I don't know. Just felt like it went super quick. Yeah, I I once again didn't do any taxes, so I don't really notice April that much. So <laughs> I just don't do them because it's, it's like if you if you file accurately on your W four, then they take out more close to what you actually you know would, and then they don't get to keep a bunch of your income tax free or your uh, interest free basically. Right. And like you'll have, you know, if I did my taxes, I'd have like a very small return, but I don't like fucking doing them. So it's just like they'll just if you don't owe anything, they'll just keep the extra money. Right. So I'd rather have that money month to month rather than, you know, have to. Is that a thing, is that a thing you can do? They're not going to like come yeah. after you? For oh, yeah. What, what do they come after? The extra money they kept? Like they, they only come after if you owe money and you have to owe like right. a substantial amount of money before they ever bother coming after you. So uh, I just don't do them. I never, like, I think I, last time I filed a tax return, I was, you know, it was probably 15 years ago. 
I can clip this part out if you want, in case you're worried about it. No, I'm not worried about it. I mean, I've been out of work for a little while too, but like every whenever I've I've been employed, I just don't file a tax return, and I put down uh, I think uh, three on my W four, so that I get to keep all the money that I would have gotten back in a tax return is just in my paycheck. It's that simple. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> We're just legal disclaimer. We are not tax experts. Consult your uh, accountant before before doing. But that's I mean that's like uh, the you know if if I don't claim anyone as a dependent and nobody claims me as a dependent, then that's look. I have no idea. I'm a fucking idiot when it comes to this shit. I just you you have your wife TurboTax. No, I I, I used to use TurboTax. Now since we filed jointly, I we have uh, like an accountant. She knows, but yeah, I fucking hate doing that shit. It's. Oh God! Um, and they, yeah, and they fucked up our taxes the last couple of years. So yeah, it's a whole yeah. taxes. It's such a fucking scam. The IRS, well, is you know, I, I'm unmarried scam. and I don't own a house, so that makes doing taxes really easy. But I still don't want to do it, so I just file. You probably would get away with doing like the free TurboTax and not like even getting upsold on anything because you have yeah. such a simple return, probably. But, um, but whenever I would do a tax return and file everything, I would do, I would get like two hundred bucks back. And I was like, that's, right. that's just like, I'd rather have all that money in my paycheck rather than have to do a bunch of paperwork to get that little amount of money. So I just said, fuck it. I'm going to, I'm going to file this. I'm going to put down three on my W4 and then not have to stress about doing taxes so, every year. So, but you, so and I, again, I have no, I'm a fucking idiot when it comes to this, but don't they, aren't the, isn't the purpose of a W2 or well, filing your taxes to confirm the amount that you owe basically with the irs and confirm that you've done but the, that's the thing is the irs already knows I have no idea. they like, already know no, what, the right, whole fact that they the make you do tax returns exactly right. it's it's because this fucking the 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 turbo tax industry wants you to have to give them money to figure it out for you it's like the government already fucking knows why do i have to like it's just like well you know prove to us you're not cheating it's like but i don't have to cheat because you already have the answer like right. you, you just tell me <laughs> the only thing they could really get you for not paying taxes on is like side incomes, but nobody's fucking right. stupid enough to actually list their side income, like their cash income, totally. you know, on, on their, you know, um, but yeah, no, it, it is a fucking scam, but that's, you know, America in a nutshell and capitalism in a nutshell right. is like, they literally know how much you owe or how much they owe you. Uh, and they could either send you a check or a bill, but they would rather let you f- try to figure it out yourself and then fine you and or arrest you if you don't fucking do it right. Do you know, remember, like, um, I, I'm sure I told the story before. Remember when I was at the Department of State and I had the woman call in about her uh, husband who had committed suicide and then she got saddled with his tax debt? Oof. And I, I vaguely remember this. Yeah. 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 Well, I told her because she, she wanted to go on a trip with her kids and you can't go on like you can't get a passport if you owe over fifty thousand dollars in tax debt. Right. Oof. And I so she says this to me and I'm like, oh, I'm really sorry. That's awful. Like, did you have this? You know, did your kids like get help? Like, you know, she's like, this happened seven years ago. I'm like, oh, OK. Um, <laughs> but basically, he, so I was like, well, you don't have to worry because if it, it's got to be over fifty thousand dollars in debt. She's like, it was five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> oh, my God. What the <laughs> I was fuck? like, so, yeah, it was he owed that much. And you can't owe that much unless you deliberately committed fraud with like a business. Right. right. And we're just making an absurd amount of money and never report it like or like and then it just gets to the eye. Like so. But it was the tax debt itself that was the reason he committed suicide. And, oh. and he must have known that she was going to get saddled with that debt. 
right? And so, the, but the thing which is like, also bullshit. That's like what, you, why somebody, why your spouse should be saddled with your, you know, exactly. personally incurred debt is it's, fucking it's, horseshit. It's but. completely horseshit. And they weren't. It wasn't even like they were in business together or anything. And but but so the situation was they already had passports, but they didn't know if they'd been revoked. And I said, well, look, if if Department of State revokes your passport, they will send you a letter telling you. They won't just like let you find out at the gate of the airport. Um, but she basically like, she wanted to kind of look into it because apparently they had been coming after her for the money and then had stopped after a while. And she was worried that if she looked into it, then that like might reopen the case. You know, I was like, well, I mean, you could call the IRS anonymously, like call from a different phone and just don't tell them who you are and ask generalized questions about it and try to find out information that way. So like, I'm literally an agent of the U S government giving her advice on how to like, uh, you know basically you know basically like subterfuge of like how to like you know clandestinely get information from another department of the government (laughs) i was like i I love this fucking job i miss that job too if i could work there forever i would (laughs) have man all right well let's get into the news of the week uh speaking of people that don't actually pay their fucking taxes we should talk about (laughs) elon musk uh this fucking asshole uh you know we had talked about him a couple uh, weeks ago and we were like oh i guess it's not happening after all because he you know he, he fucking went in his you know when he's bored on twitter when he's not you know fucking illegally manipulating the stock markets with his tweets wait on the board of just, twitter or just bored on twitter <laughs> no just bored bored of twitter but then we were talking about the fact that he uh came out and decided against joining the board of twitter once he bought the uh initial uh he bought he bought it he had a majority share he had the most uh shares or he had a plurality of shares but he had he had the biggest you know stake in twitter uh and he was going to be invited onto the board and he decided not to and then he you know is is 14 years old so he was like publicly feuding with the board on twitter um and all this shit so we we, we were kind of like i i remember just not really knowing why and be like oh well that's kind of bizarre uh i guess he just got bored of it and moved on um but turns out the reason why is because he is just going to throw, you know, a gajillion dollars at it and buy fucking Twitter. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, this this week it came out that the uh, Twitter board uh, and or, you know, the, the ownership group, whatever, whoever makes this decision, it, uh, accepted his bid of forty five billion dollars to buy Twitter. A website that has never made money is constantly running in the uh, in the red um, and doesn't produce a good or service. Uh, but, you know, apparently that's worth forty five billion dollars. I would argue they do provide the service of giving us a platform to bully Elon Musk and people. Right. right. <laughs> which which I'm sure will will, you know, <laughs> not be the case anymore. Um, you know, and he it's just you know the precedent of course sets is fucking ridiculous you're literally letting the richest man on earth buy the the most used form of communication amongst you know uh independent news media journalists at least in scientists the yeah. yeah in the way right in the u.s at least in the country he's in you know like and and it's just it's um it's a really fucking bad precedent it's even worse than letting jeff bezos by the Washington Post. I mean, the Washington Post still is an extremely prominent newspaper, but, you know, uh, people under the age of 70 don't really read the newspaper anymore. They they check Twitter and they check out, 
you know, independent journalists that they, that they listen to, or they fucking, li- you know, read, uh, studies published by scientists that, you know, get their message out via Twitter, via, you know, going viral on yeah. Twitter. And, you know, it's just, it's really fucking, uh, you know, who knows what the hell's going to happen, but I just cannot imagine anything good coming well, out of He already that said that the way that Twitter needs to make money is by charging people to use Twitter. So, like, they very, very easily could be like, oh, well, you can still have a free account, but nobody's going to see your fucking tweets. None of your followers will see your tweets. If you want them to, you're going to have to pay for a paid account. Like, right. that he's already thought that that gets the way that Twitter needs to make money. Now, so the hilarious thing is, like, when he first said he wanted to buy Twitter, the board put in place what they called, like, the poison pill law or rule, and I forget exactly how it worked, but it was basically designed to prevent a hostile takeover that they then a week later decided to go for anyway, because it turns out, oh, they're all going to make a lot of money and <laughs> from this deal. They're right, all, they all going to get like, richer. Oh, so I have a little bit from an article here. I don't know this remember the source, but the headline is 970 million, 978 million. That's almost $1 billion of that 45 billion for Jack Dorsey and $39 million for Parag Agrawi, Twitter execs, could see massive payday if Elon takeover closes. This apparently was written just before it did close. So Twitter executives could see cash payouts as well, should they be terminated, or if Musk installs his own management team. CEO Parag Agrawi, uh, who succeeded Dorsey late last year, as well as CFO Ned Segal, have uh, so-called change-in-control clauses in their contracts, according to Twitter's latest proxy filing. Uh, Agrawal's uh, clause specifically cites his reporting to the board of directors of a publicly traded entity, meaning any deal to take Twitter private would uh, trigger that clause. If Musk terminated their employment, he would be in line for $38.7 million in pay pay package, with Seagal receiving $25.5 million. They uh, would also need to meet non-solicitation, non-disparagement, and confidentiality conditions, according to the Twitter proxy. So, yeah, basically, like, they can't, you know, like, nobody can criticize Elon Musk, uh, who is in the company, after they are fired from the company, basically. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so so Mr. Free Speech. Mr. Free Speech guy uh, wants all the people at Twitter who he's going to fire to not have the ability to, to criticize him. And he's Mr. also spent, you know, millions of dollars on lawsuits against journalists, right? right. Who, then most of those lawsuits got dropped because he just made up shit. He just made up lies about them. Um, yeah, he's 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 a fucking fifteen year old Reddit edge lord and a and an egomaniac, but he just happens to have the most money of anyone on the fucking planet, so he can literally just use his, you know, immature childish fucking whims to and and vast resources to bully uh and silence journalists scientists literally anybody that you know uh, he comes into fucking contact with and again i can't stress enough he's a fucking moron like he literally tweeted the other day about his stupid fucking hyperloop which we've you know made fun of extensively on this show the idea that you're going to solve traffic by creating a fucking you know inescapable underground single lane tunnel for your fucking cars that explode all the time um is hilarious it, but he moves like, at two miles an hour <laughs> right right just it's, the it's least like, so, efficient so you know bumper to bumper traffic on purpose uh but underground 
<laughs> right, inescapable in a car that is very likely to fucking overheat and explode. Yeah, the Teslas who, you know, if they catch on fire, uh, the batteries burn so hot that even if they, they put them out, they'll start on fire again. Right, you can't put them out until they actually burn themselves out. And, and he's he's yeah. obsessed with his fucking PR image. Like he, this is there's a bunch of Star Trek fans that are livid because one of the new Star Trek shows that are very unpopular with a lot of people uh, it included a line about how uh, you know, like all these all these famous scientists from the past, uh, all these great, wonderful uh, scientists that achieved all this stuff, like Elon Musk, and people were like, "What? He's not a fucking scientist." <laughs> He, he's not a scientist at all. He's not even a bad scientist. He's a fucking, he's a rich he's guy. He's not a scientist. He's a guy who's fucking inherited money from his parents' right. fucking blood diamond mind. And he and, and he wrote some fucking code for paying for shit online. That's how he made his first million or whatever. Right. Um, he didn't even found Tesla. He like bought Tesla and like right. calls himself the founder, but he literally used his fucking it, PayPal fortune to buy a company that already he just, existed. He just wrote some code that became PayPal. That was it. it like any fucking nerd could have done. So, and also then he paid to have him, he paid to be, uh, play himself on the Simpsons. And usually when you have a, a, you know, a celebrity, uh, playing themselves on the Simpsons, they like mock them in some way, or there's some amount of parody of who they are. And his episode was not that at all. It was all just like, Oh, Lisa Simpson loves how smart Elon Musk is. It's like Lisa Simpson would never fucking say a good thing about Elon Musk. Right. So I, I feel bad for the voice actors who had to fucking put up with that bullshit. Right. And, you know, shame on the fucking creators or whoever's running the show now to, to have that <laughs> lack of integrity to fucking sell out to that cretin and like, just like, let him fucking no. use your show for PR. Uh, you, seriously, like you, you're going to you're going to fucking disparage your own show that's already been circling the drain for the last 10 years with <laughs> right. that. Like, I, that, I can't believe that show's still on the air. That's fucking insane. But um and, and it's yeah. still good sometimes like they had a whole episode about uh there was i forget what it was it was like oh the school had to have um the school had budget cuts so they were going to make the kids in detention uh print license plates like it was a fucking prison right. and of course lisa organizes a strike <laughs> <laughs> so i was like all right all right there's still some parts of the show that aren't terrible well, that's the weird thing is that the show had always had pretty good leftist politics like you know especially for the time so it is weird that they're like, you know, letting Musk fucking, but whatever. I mean, you know, it's just, it's so nothing gold can stay. Well, and here's the thing. It's, it's like he, he's not a good businessman either. You know, like I, uh, it, it's just, it's like, it, it's not that like, you know, we shouldn't have any electric vehicles. Right. But like, I understand starting a new car company is difficult, but he's made so many fucking mistakes. And the fact that he's buying Twitter now tells me that like Twitter's already not doing well because he's buying Twitter at $54.20 per share but Twitter was at $70 per share just last year. Right. Right. And we know that like anytime a big popular social media site gets bought out there's usually like there's something that we don't know yet, right? There's something that's going to happen there's something coming that is going to make it worse or already was going to make it worse. If you remember right. Tumblr was sold to Yahoo for $1.1 billion in 2013. And then they banned porn on Tumblr and they lost all of their value because they were bought for WordPress three years ago for just $3 million. Wow. Like that's, that's, that's like 99% of the value of the company just vanished because they got rid of titties. (laughs) 
fucking tom from myspace is the only smart tech guy i think of all time because that motherfucker oh, sold yeah. like right before the bubble burst he's just like fuck y'all i'm gonna go around taking pictures around the world i'm gonna go to like tropical you know fucking islands i'm just gonna live my best life i don't want to fucking have world domination i don't want to slave over a bunch of fucking you know workers in a factory that i pay substandard wages i just want to fucking it's, it's right enjoy it's, my life it's it's the the jeff bezos and the elon musk and the fuckerbergs of the world like they are obsessed with their own ego that is why they want to be rich right because there's no amount of 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 money and power and self-gratification for them there's never enough whereas you know tom was like okay I'm, I got enough. I'll never need another dime. <laughs> this is like, right. I, I have millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. I'm going to go enjoy it. And I don't need to fucking be in front of cameras for the rest of my life. Right. right. And then you've got, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, who's a fucking, like, you look at his face and you just see the uncanny valley. I don't know how you see anything else besides the uncanny valley when you look at that guy. Uh, it's just inhuman in every possible way. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm oh, sorry. I was just looking up Tom from MySpace's uh, net worth, sixty million. So he probably sold, you know, uh, MySpace for like in that range, sixty million or whatever, and just fucking, you know, it was like, all right, well, I'll put, you know, half of this in the bank and let it compound some interest and fucking live a good life and not be an asshole and not have to like ever work again. And maybe he is an asshole, but at least he's not a, a fucking. He's not an exploitative asshole. asshole. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Like if 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 any of us had sixty million dollars, we would all like think, okay, I don't have to work another day in my life. And that's right, all only the a money psychopath would would want to fucking I, like you know. I talk about this all the time with like people like Diane Feinstein, you know, sitting there shitting her fucking adult diaper on the floor of the Senate, like ninety years old, and like everyone around her's like, hey. she doesn't know who the fuck I am. I've been Amber working Heard. with her for 15 Amber Heard. Sisters got a shit together. <laughs> But I mean, seriously, like you, what the fuck? You're, you're, you're a fucking corpse. Like, what are you doing? You have millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. You're 90 something years old. Why are you not sitting on a fucking beach for the rest of your life? Like, what is that sick in your fucking head that you need to be? You just need power. Like, that's all, you know, that's all you've ever wanted out of life because of the shitty upbringing you had probably. Um, and, and it's just, I just, it's so fucking foreign to me. I was like, I, if I got like if i won like five hundred thousand dollars in the lottery i don't i wouldn't i probably would have to work again at some point i would fucking retire for for five six years like i wouldn't fucking do oh, anything yeah. like i mean what, if you what is wrong with you even if, if you like, just like got a boatload of inheritance from a relative dying like it right right take some time off if you were you know in the position to if you uh, There's only fucking psychos who never actually had to like grind and work at a fucking shit job for shit wages love the idea of working because they've only ever just, you know, made ungodly amounts of money. And, you know, it's, it's been, you know, it's, it's an ego play for them, but I mean, I, I just, yeah, I can't imagine ever wanting to fucking work again if I actually had the means to not do so. So I had a tweet here from, uh, Laverne Spicer, uh, a Miami GOP candidate for Florida's 24th district. Uh, she's a black lady, right wing black lady. Um, and she got dragged for this tweet and then immediately said she was joking. But I mean, they all say that they all like, you know, say something terrible and then go, I was just joking. Uh, she, right she, wing 101. Right, right, right. right. So she, she, she tweeted out uh, Elon Musk buying Twitter is the 21st century version of Lincoln freeing the slaves. Oh, my God. 
Oh my god. What <laughs> the fuck? Of course, of course, a black Republican would tweet something like that. <laughs> um, and Elon Musk, unlike Abraham Lincoln, is an African American, as as another conservative yes. tweeted. So. Exactly, exactly. God, well, I mean, he, yeah, he, yeah. It's just, it's you know, and and all these people. I, I shared a meme. I didn't make this, but I shared a meme on our Facebook page of the. It's uh when when e, conservatives when Elon uh, buys Twitter. And then it's like a picture of a guy like cracking his neck and then another picture of a guy like cracking his knuckles and then a close up of a keyboard with a finger about to press the end button. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> There's this really funny meme uh, that goes around a lot on uh, wrestling Twitter because, you know, Hulk Hogan, famous wrestler, also famous racist piece of shit. Uh, that tape of came out of him saying the N word a bunch that that Hulk Hogan sex tape, which is a combination of words that should never exist. Um, but, but like he was in, in the nineties, he was a, um, they were in this like group called the NWO and they would spray paint NWO on like people and on like the sides of buildings and shit. So, so people always just share that meme around where he's like mid stroke, like right after he did the N and as he's coming down on the first stroke of the W. So it's just people like, yeah, conservatives five seconds after Elon Musk, you know, buys Twitter and then it's him doing the N and then like the one stroke of the w so it looks like an eye it was just a f- <laughs> I always laugh when i see that but um that's clever that's clever so yeah i mean since we're talking about labor a little bit uh, i did want to um oh hey before we before we get to that there was a clip that we wanted to play um that people thought was msnbc talking about elon but it actually wasn't but let's just play it in the context of if they were talking about elon and then we'll discuss who it actually was about but the the telling part doesn't really change when you hear it yes <clears throat> sorry i was <laughs> i was muted that whole time because i i swallowed my drink the wrong way and i was dying uh as i was trying to oh, did you pour it up your nose <laughs> no it just went down the wrong uh wrong wrong pipe or uh, whatever but yeah so let me play this clip while i continue to to recover from this and uh yeah so this is a um this is a clip uh this was going around a lot about Elon, people saying like, oh, they're talking about Elon. So they weren't actually, it was an older clip. They're talking about Trump, but it also is just indicative of how the media thinks that what they think their job is and how stupid they think everyone actually is. So here, here's them just kind of saying the quiet part out loud. Who were Trump voters and are still Trump supporters. They go, yeah, you guys are going crazy. He's doing, what are you so surprised about? He's doing exactly what he said he's going to do. Well, and I think that the dangerous, you know, edges here are that he's trying to undermine the media, trying to make up his own facts. And it could be that while unemployment and uh, the, the economy worsens, he could have undermined the messaging so much that he can actually control right. uh, exactly what people think. And that if, is the that is our you, job. Yeah. If you look at the issues, uh, Yamish is right. He's doing exactly what he said. It's right. It's. Yeah, I mean, it was subtle, but she, she, you know, she basically said that that is our job to Controlling manipulate. Controlling the narrative is our job, right? So tune in next week, you know, and tune in tonight to Rachel Maddow on the We'll Tell You What to Think Network. Right. That's, it's, it's literally, it's like, they, they know they're not journalists. They know they're not no. news anchors. Not they're the news they're, actors. they're pundits. They're fucking talking heads to tell people what to think. 
Right. And they really don't even have their own opinions. They, even their opinions are written for them for the most part. I mean, they're just really just news actors. But you can be assured the reason they got that job is because they have terrible, shitty opinions that line up with everybody. You know, it, th- that works at that network anyway. So, and you, you see know. the same thing with, you know, mm. not obviously not every actor, but like the big celebrity actors that like literally it's like their job is to, you know, basically put out a low level but nonstop amount of propaganda. Right. right. Like you don't criticize anything. You, you know, you stay apolitical unless there's a war and then you immediately take the side of, you know, whatever America says, you know, <laughs> whatever the CIA fucking right. approved uh, side is. Yeah. I mean that, and that happens until, until someone steps out of line and says something about your wife that you gotta, you gotta slap a motherfucker occasionally <sighs> break that facade. But other than that, I mean, it, yeah. It, yeah. Well, that was, was so bizarre about that. Cause it was like right. this, these people never go off script. And this is right. clearly like a moment <laughs> where something very personal broke loose. Right. Um, but yeah, we, we talked about that for almost a no, while. No, I just, but... I just it occurred to me, but yeah. Um, yeah. So, well, you know, while, while we're on the topic of celebrities, we should just kind of briefly mention, uh, the, the Johnny Depp <laughs> Amber Heard trial. Because... Speaking of shit in the bed. Right. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't have a, a ton to say about it. It's just what a fucking freak show. Uh, you know, very, you know, rarely do, do big trials like this get so much fucking like cut. Like, I'm pretty sure you could watch every minute of the trial. Like, I've seen, you know, like yep. links and like it's been on like cable. Like, so it's it's a fully televised trial. And I mean, no trial will ever get the kind of TV coverage that like an OJ trial got because that was you know, obviously it was a murder, so it was a lot more serious, but there was also like, what, six fucking channels back then. So there was not, you know, or even at that point, there were only like 50 channels. So it was not like, it wasn't buried on court TV. It was on fucking ABC, NBC, CBS, you know, that was like, um, but, but in, in as much as like, this is a modern day trial, it's gotten a ton of fucking media coverage, which is, interesting and like i you know again i don't feel like super comfortable being like oh i for sure blah blah blah. but you know we've talked before about how it seems like there's a lot of you know uh, just tiptoeing around this but a lot of manipulation in terms of the way it was framed initially and it also just seems like with all of the physical and video evidence that's come out that maybe that's not the case and that you know people were kind of you know going to their default gender stereotypes for the way that they viewed this case. And I don't think that that's, I mean, she lied about him. She lied right. about him I mean, and he know, lost movie roles because of it. And or he lost his career. They'll never, I mean, just, just the stigma of it. They'll never hire him again. Probably. Well, I mean, it'll, he's still got some work, but he's lost, you know, a bunch of money and he's already rich. So I don't care about that, but you know, it's, it's, it's more his reputation than anything that he, right. you know. He's, well, because for a long time people were like, "Oh, he's <clears throat> he's abusive. He beat her up," and and it turns out that he didn't, and actually she beat him up. That she had physically assaulted him on numerous occasions. And I know a bunch of women that are huge Johnny Depp fans that are like, "We always knew that cunt was a liar. We always fucking knew that like she was." Well, fucking he also crazy. has like one of those and kind of rabid fan bases that almost kind of freak me out a little. Like, and I'm which is yeah, not to say that I don't yeah. think he's you know, not guilty in this, but like, it's just 
one of those like like excessive like they would defend him if he murdered somebody type fan base. Oh sure, there there is some of that, of course. And I'm going to read a little bit here from an article that um, uh, has a little bit of that edge to it. Right. But you know, it's it's just it's like if you if you uh, were happy that she got fired from Aquaman two, then go back and watch the Rum Diary from 2011, the the movie based on Hunter S. Thompson novel. Uh, that Johnny Depp stars in alongside Amber Heard, where they first met each other. I was gonna and say yeah, that's where they met each other. Her character is her. She plays a raving psychotic bitch in that movie, and that's the character. I mean, that's what it's supposed to be. It's not. I'm not. I'm not just like I don't like her, so I'm gonna do whatever. Uh, that's who she is, and then it turns out that that's exactly what she is like in real life. Um, and uh, you know, I mean, she fucking she took a shit in his bed on purpose. Like who who does a thing like that? Like, <laughs> somebody's deeply immature i mean or and or under some kind of an influence but like more no, than they likely were both, just... yeah they were both doing drugs right, and alcohol right. and everything you know, but he's... like i do drugs and alcohol and i don't physically <laughs> assault people <laughs> or defecate where I, i'm not supposed to and, and again like i, I don't you know, you we, know. We, i wasn't present for every interaction they had but like the one the video that she would try to show around as proof of his abusive behavior was him like smashing like a cabinet and like other things and like trying like not to do anything physically to her. Like it, it seemed like somebody right. like trying to take their frustrations out and do anything, but which you still should somebody do. out, which, right. no, which is, you know, not cool, smashing but anything in an object, you know, violently, uh, in the presence of your partner, if you're having an argument is still like, not good. You shouldn't no, no, that. no, for it sure. probably scares the, the hell out of him, especially if you're the, the guy and uh, you know the person in the room is, is woman. Um, but it's not physically assaulting them, <laughs> right? Right. No. It's and a very she, she threw a fucking she threw like a a bottle at him, and it broke and sliced his hand open. I think that right. was the worst of the things that happened to him. Or and yeah, like I saw, I remember seeing the pictures of it. He almost lost his finger. It like sliced almost all the way through his finger. Right. And we should also say, you know, and again, I, I think, you know, I think what we're saying is pretty accurate based on all the evidence that's come out. But of course, each person disputes ever, almost every claim that the other is making. Like she says that she didn't do that. He cut his own fit. You know, there's every, every one of these things, like someone's fucking lying. And it just seems like, you know, the person that's actually been proven you know, to lie through, through evidence. Like there was that video, that, um, phone recording of her being like, you know, Oh, well, why don't you go tell everyone that you're, you know, a victim of domestic violence. Nobody's going to think that like a big bet, you know, it, it was just real, like right. kind of gross. And like, you know, it, it's just, yeah, it, it, it's a really just ugly, unfortunate, uh, thing. And <laughs> it would be nice if they well, could just, it's, fucking... you know, like there's, Obviously, there was going to be some people who would see the Me Too movement and go, oh, ha, 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 I can, I'm going to, you know, figure out, I'm going to use this. I'm going to, like, take advantage of people, uh, you know, believing all women to come up with some bullshit, right? And, you know, it's obviously a very, very, very small percentage of people that would do it, but the kind of people that would do that are the kind of unhinged person that Amber Heard is. (laughs) So. You know, and I'm not like a, you know, I don't even know that much about her. She said everything that I've seen has pointed to a pattern of uh, being very mentally unstable. And, you know, that's 
unfortunate for him. <laughs> but she's always, you know. I mean, she has also had a reputation. And again, this you know, women have a, a tougher time with reputations in Hollywood in general. Of course, but she's always had a reputation of being really tough to work with, and like you know there's a reason that she didn't have a ton of roles between you know pineapple express and fucking aquaman or whatever like well the fact that eve fartlow is obsessed with her uh tells me all i need to know (laughs) well you're also right her her apparently she also dated elon musk like which is just you know uh the 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 fucking which i saw the other day and i didn't even re- i i didn't even know and i was like jesus fucking christ this the the, 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 the dating history of this like that that should be all the character fucking study you need i think you know <laughs> when johnny depp is like the most high character member of your your dating history i think you have a real real fucking issue um yeah, and I'm not saying he's like a perfect guy either, because like clearly he's got some fucking drug problems. And has no, he's got drug issues, issue, but I mean, you know, whatever. But he and he's a weirdo. But like that's you know, I I, I don't think he he's a fucking like vicious wife beater. Like I don't think he's right. you know fucking OJ Simpson. But well, I post I made a a meme that I actually did make was uh it's like the the um uh the meme from Predator of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. And uh, Carl Weathers, the arm meme, you know? Right, right, right. Uh, and it's uh, Amber Heard on one side and Caitlin Bennett on the other, gun girl. Uh, <laughs> and in the middle, their hands meet, says, shitting where you're not supposed to. <laughs> and somebody <laughs> replied, uh, somebody commented, I didn't even know who Caitlin Bennett was a week ago. And I replied to that, I didn't even know women could shit a week ago. <laughs> yeah, that, that whole like, edit. oh, God. I I, I, I I truly envy people that don't know who these these fucking fringe internet politics celebrities are. Like, I wish I wasn't so fucking online that I knew, who, you know, the fucking gun girl who shit, him, shit herself and dressed up like a raw fucking piece of uncooked chicken. Like, I wish I, was, I wish I could erase all of that from my fucking memory oh bank. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it's like it's weird because, you know, like she, she's not like an ugly person on the outside, but she's so ugly on the inside that, you know, she's going to age terribly. Um, but right. yeah, well, I, really, all conservatives. It's, it's just the Yeah. It's hate. It's, ages yeah. You. It's, it's, it's like the, the hatred makes like gives them a higher level of stress. Right. And I think that's why they gravitate towards like guns and like security cameras on their fucking doorknobs and shit like that but right when fucking like you you've ever seen a picture of steven miller when he was like 25 and he already had no fucking hair and he already looked like fucking renfield like he was like just you know just just, just i don't know, re- I don't know who that is the remember trump's advisor the no no re- i know who Nazi- that is but you said he looked like somebody and i don't know who that oh renfield was. like like dracula's fucking <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay you know? now yeah i got you um uh which which by the way i don't know if, did you see that they're making a fucking renfield movie with nicholas cage as dracula yeah i saw that there's only one renfield uh, for me and it's tom waits sorry well i think this is going to be a, a pretty farcical uh, i i would imagine i don't know i i can only imagine how fucking insane this movie is gonna be but yeah um I well you still gotta watch what we do in the shadows the tv show because yeah, yeah that really is am. like i didn't want to watch it because I, I was convinced that like it wouldn't be as good as the movie uh, and I, I hate myself for that because it turns out it's it's like twice as funny as the movie was, um, mostly just because it's like you know longer form. But um, it's on Netflix of, or what's that on? It's on Hulu. It's on okay. Hulu. It was a Hulu original. Hulu, Hulu original. <laughs> well, I think and, it's like uh, an FX, but FX and Hulu oh, I think are like yeah, the same. Uh, basically, 
Yeah, but it's it's so fucking good, and it's like ninety percent improv, right? right? So it's it's really um, it's just fucking hilarious, and it's it's like the you know it's rated R humor, and there's so right, little right. rated R humor nowadays that like it's it's just so great to see something made for adults. You're still working on getting through Peacemaker right now, right? Yeah, I have, I got to pick that back up. I haven't even yeah. watched it in a while, but uh, it, it kind of uh, lagged in the middle, but it definitely ended. Um, that's probably why I really well. But- what uh does Tyke have any involvement with the show other than like being the executive producer or does he yes he actually his character comes back like a couple of times in the show but it's mainly all new characters but it's it doesn't matter it's like i'm sure he's directed episodes and shit too like sporadically yeah yeah um and you got to check out this new fucking series from david simon uh the wire part two apparently (laughs) uh (laughs) called uh we own this city or we own this city or whatever Starring uh, John um, Blumenthal, Bernthal. There we go. Um, and it's but it's got like it's it's not a real sequel, uh, but it it just feels like it takes place in Baltimore, um, like almost modern day. It's like 2017 or 16 when it takes place. Uh, but there's there's at least ten actors from The Wire that are now in this show also, uh, playing different characters, but like kind of not really like Landsman right. still playing Landsman basically, <laughs> um. But yeah, I watched the first episode that just premiered, um, but it's it's shot and edited exactly like The Wire. Like some of the times where they're like jumping from scene to scene kind of for no reason, just to kind of mix it up a little bit. Like it has that exact same flow and feel to it all. Um, but it's about specifically this one like real life unit of like the most cor- corrupt cops ever. Like not like, ah, oh, the, the cops on The Wire did some morally <laughs> ambiguous things. These right. guys are like... No, when you beat someone within an inch of your life, it's because you have the right to do it because of that badge. And that's what they're saying, like, in the police station, not like right. while they're on the street. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, really, really great show. I hear it's going to be a limited series, which I, I hope that means not just one season, because, I mean. It, Typically, it, it, that means like a, a mini series, but again, they could. Who knows? I mean, yeah, they just say that so they can be in the limited series Emmy category versus like the the drama, which was much more competitive it's like really fucking hard to even get nominated in that right but, but we'll, well he might have just been like look i've already done the wire and like i'd like to do a little more wire right, but not like another five seasons of the wire so we'll, and that we'll might see. be how he attracted john bernthal to a role as a limited role and not like we're gonna tie you up you know for fucking eight years like we're not gonna right. <laughs> give you a fucking andrew lincoln albatross around your neck um a lot, oh, of these, yeah. a lot of the actors on the wire like didn't really go on to do other things because they were just like local Baltimore actors who like they weren't going to Hollywood right to try to have a huge career. So I, I think for a lot of them, it was kind of like, oh, you want me to act again in another show about Baltimore? Like, sign me up. <laughs> like, they- you know, Weirdly, fucking Michael B. Jordan might be the most successful like post wire actor. Oh, he didn't have that big yeah. of a role in that. Him and Idris. Show. Him and Idris. Absolutely. Right. And Idris. Yeah. That's yeah, true. well, I don't know but, if I ever mentioned it, but like there was, um, so not not to spoil anything, but it, Wired's been out for twenty years. So if you didn't know right. this, then then spoilers for a show that came out in two thousand four. Skip over this part. But when um, when Stringer Bell gets killed by uh, Os- Oscar, uh, Os- I forgot. I, fuck, I haven't seen that in forever. Um, fuck. Um, no, God damn it. Anyway, when he gets killed off, he was uh, going to Omar. God, every time I want to say Omar, I say Oscar for some fucking stupid reason. 
Anyway, when Omar kills Stringer Bell, originally the script that David Simon had was that he was going to kill him and then piss on him. And Idris Elba, it was his first like role in a show. He was like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Like uh, you can kill me off, but you're not going to piss on my corpse in the scene. Cause that's just like, I, I, I don't want to be known in my first role in the show as the guy that got pissed on. <laughs> right. And, and so they changed it. They were like, okay, we're going to, we're going to have to change that. Um, but also like I, you totally would not like Omar's character if he had done that, that would be like it, too it, much. It was just a stupid story <laughs> beat. Like, I don't understand the point. Yeah. That seems like a stupid story beat. Yeah. And, and, and I'm sure he based that on like real crime scene shit that he had I'm sure, reported right. on when he was working at the Baltimore sun or whatever. As a reporter. But Omar is not a real, I mean, he, um, the reason Omar was great is because he's not like a super realistic character. He's like a super tough fucking like street thug. You know, right. who, like, but he, but he's like also like a vigilante, right? And in, like in real life, and like, you know, it's yeah. Like, in real life, Omar would have gotten killed, you know, very young. If you're just like robbing drug dealers left and right, like it doesn't matter what your reputation. Well, is. I mean, to be fair, he did, <laughs> but but right, but right, he wouldn't have even made it five seasons or whatever. But yeah, um, and R.I.P. By the way, to Michael K. Williams, fucking. Man, that's what a shame that that guy died. He like, I, you know, he was he was up there in age, but I I imagine he had some other big roles. He was roles like fifty one. He wasn't even that old. He was no, I I mean Hollywood. Like, it's not like he was a young actor, but like, it's just a bummer. You know, I'm sure he would have done a bunch of good stuff because he, you know, he just had a good fucking knack for dramatic acting. So it's a shame. <sighs> yeah, I just saw something recently that he was in. Um, like one of his first roles before before the wire and i'd seen it before but didn't remember he was in it and i can't remember what it was now but he was in that awful fucking um that lovecraft country show that i, I wanted to like yeah. so bad so oh man he's really good in that too yeah. but it's just I, I mean the trailer was great and then it was like i watched it and i was like this is kind of like just x Files. it was pretty good i remember Monster but like, of the yeah, week just kind of yeah, thing fucking uh what was he in he was in boardwalk empires and 12 years a slave uh, I don't know. I don't know what you saw, but anyway, um, yeah. So, uh, so enough about Johnny Depp, <laughs> right? Enough. Anyway, yeah, Johnny Depp. Um, yeah. So let's fucking uh, let's talk about Biden a little bit before we get out of here, because yeah, you know, we, we we talked about the Amazon Union, and uh, obviously, you know, that's the it, it as we've kind of predicted, and you know, as anyone would have predicted, you know, the first victory uh for an amazon warehouse in terms of unionization has led to you know efforts all around the country to to unionize amazon warehouses and you know christian smalls and the other alu organizers are going around and trying to raise awareness you know bernie showed up and met with the alu organizers and uh apparently he he you know sent a letter to biden asking him to stop uh to 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 cancel any government contract that they have with Amazon, which I'm sure Biden will not do. Um, but you know, Biden of course knows that you know his approval is in the fucking toilet, and he needs to at least pretend like he's listening to the the base of his party, who I'm sure would you know all agree that Amazon's a really fucking evil company. Um, so uh, we're gonna play a video here, and this is from uh the lever which you said was david sirota's like website that he he's running now or it seems like it yeah like him and some other journalists started up a little um blog slash blog indie news kind of thing and i I have a couple paragraphs uh to read from it but the video kind of says the same thing so i'll probably just skip that 
Um, so yeah, this is a clip of you know, different people talking about Biden and Biden kind of cut into it. Um, but yeah, Biden, it's, it's like, like AOC too. Like only starts supporting the union after the union's already won. Didn't right, support she showed up the after time. they won, you know, right. gets the photo op and then shows up. She she knows enough, though, because she's smart enough to know that Twitter will call her out on it. She'll show up with cameras the first day and then she shows up the second day without cameras. Um, and people are like, oh, well, she showed up a second time, you know, to support us without all without all the press. So, you know, she's she's for real. Like, yeah, where the fuck was she when they were actually, you know, in the, whatever. I mean, I don't I don't care if she has cameras around her or not show up there when they're fighting the fight, not after right. they've already won. <laughs> right. And don't just shit talk, you know, the most the richest, most powerful guy in the world. Why don't you shit talk, you know, Joe Biden for not fucking standing up to Amazon and not actually doing anything material to, to support this fucking union. And, you know, in fact, having a bunch of government contracts with them, it's just, you know, it's it just the typical shit. I'm fucking sick of talking about any kind of progressive Democrats, but yeah, yeah. Let's play this clip and we'll, uh, we'll talk about it. Amazon. Here we come. President Joe Biden recently made headlines pledging to support Amazon workers trying to unionize the nation's largest retailer. That's why I signed an executive order creating a White House task force on worker organizing and employment. We are very excited about the work of this task force. But as campaign cash from Amazon-linked donors and anti-union law firms has flooded into the coffers of Biden and his Democratic Party, the president has so far refused to use his executive authority to actually implement any of that task force's major recommendations. The Biden administration and the entire Democratic Party really needs to do more in order to seize the moment. Almost immediately after Biden's comment about coming for Amazon, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki tried to walk back the president's remark. What he was not doing is sending a message that he or the U.S. government would be directly involved in any of these efforts or ha- take any direct action. Biden has declined to use his executive authority to halt federal contracts to Amazon amid its union-busting campaign. In fact, Amazon was awarded a $10 billion contract last summer, months after the president promised on the campaign trail to ensure federal contractors only go to employers who sign neutrality agreements committing not to run anti-union campaigns. I intend to be the most pro-union president, leading the most pro-union administration in American history. He's also refused to reinstate an Obama-era rule requiring companies like Amazon to disclose all of their spending to crush union drives. Such disclosures can help union organizers combat the anti-labor tactics of major law firms like those that previously employed the husband of the task force's chair, Vice President Kamala Harris. That is the spirit of our administration, to do better. If President Biden, which I believe he does, thinks that unions and collective bargaining are good for society, these are the campaigns that he needs to support because it's really not clear that we'll get a better opportunity anytime soon than right now. Watch. What? 
Well, I have bad news for fucking Conor McGregor there at the end. Uh, Joe Biden does not actually want to support labor unions or workers. Uh, so, no, that he, he will not be doing so. But have you ever I, – I don't know about you, but I always sound like I'm on Valium also when I'm talking about things I'm super excited about. This is, we're very excited to, to, to be, be part of this program. Most pro unions. <laughs> Kamala, too. She was, like, fucking so zannied out. She was like, we're very excited <laughs> to be to – be, in this program, you know, we want to do better, and you know, it's like it's just, it's just so fucking. They, they don't even like attempt to like pretend like. Why even to do put anything. together a task force when you're not even gonna? I mean, obviously it's lip service, but like they're they're not gonna fucking implement any of the things that their own task force handpicked to do nothing. Uh, even you know the the tiny amount that they recommended. No, we're not gonna do that. We're not gonna do that. Right. Right, it'd be easiest thing in the world for them to do, but yeah, it's just, oh god. So I, I mean, it's it is a really good sign, though. Um, I mean, obviously, there's we've had several unionization efforts in Amazon fail in the last two years, um, but it's also great news that now, that, like the <laughs> Starbucks is like freaking the fuck out because it's it's like the the rate at which their stores are unionizing is happening faster and faster and faster. Uh, we talked about that. It's up to like what, 20, 26 stores now. Right. Um, yeah. I, I don't know what the exact, but, it, but again, it, like we said, it's, it's just a fucking domino. Once you show right. one store, one factory, one warehouse that it's possible, uh, it's a lot fucking easier to that. That's getting up the hill is like the, is really like the first, the first successful union victory is getting that cart up the hill. And now it's all, and especially because these here. are these are private sector unions, which have historically not existed <laughs> for the last right. eighty years or so. You know, public sector obviously is different, but uh, I just saw it, there was a, a tweet today about a Wendy's. A single Wendy's location is going on a one week strike for a whole fucking week. No more Wendy's at this location, wherever the fuck it is, uh, over allegations of sexual harassment by the manager, the head manager there, <laughs> general manager. Um, so yeah, again, this is, this, you know, it's not just about hey, make pay. some fucking wage, uh, but they should, I was going to say, while you're out, you might as well make some wage demands. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, come back as a union, like don't come back, right. with, you know, but it's still they're, they're Even if they're not unionized, they're walking out together in solidarity with each other, whether they right. were sexually harassed or not. Um, and that's where it starts. That's where, that's, that's where a union starts. It's that's just literally a union, whether you call it that or not, whether you yes. vote on it, you know, like you're, you're acting that as you as are, you are working as a, you know, you are a working together. Workers, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but it's, it's just, I mean, <clears throat> it is amazing how hard the, the people who hate young workers, uh, it just, you know, how much energy they put into telling us how worthless we are. Right. right. And, and just the, the, like, you know, all the, all the, nobody wants to work articles, you know, Oh, the labor shortage, no one can find anyone. It's, and it's like, literally it's, you know, it's some asshole who was going out of business anyway, uh, blaming his workers for, you know, no longer accepting, uh, unsustainable poverty wages. Right. Right. Um, and we, we've read off a ton of, uh, business insider articles, you know, claiming a, a labor shortage, but in the, in the, in the article itself, uh, finding that it was just one asshole who was going out of business anyway. <laughs> and right, of course. Uh, so I had somebody tweeted out a, a series of headlines and short bits of text here 
um, from the year 2020, 2016, 1990, and 1975. Oh. So, you know, but all these articles want to pretend like this just happened. Like, right. the, young, the young people just decided they don't want to work anymore. So this is the one, 2022, from Vox, of course. Headline, Gen Z does not dream of labor. Aw. <laughs> so, and of course, they have to, like, bring up whatever whatever the current social media trend is. So on TikTok... And online, I would argue that's the same thing. Uh, the youngest workers are rejecting work as we know it. How will that play out IRL? So, like, uh, in case you didn't know, in real life. <laughs> uh, like, just, just the fact that they're, like, referencing TikTok and putting IRL in the headline oh, it's so is kind cringe. of... It's, it's, it's so it's like, obviously for boomers. Like, it's just, like, just... It's, it's, it's fucking just like boomer rage those things. Right. It's It's, like... You know, it's like um, Michael Tracy saying, BIPOC, what is that? Does the left have to come up with a new acronym every five minutes? It's like, <laughs> right. that, that's been around for a while. And it's actually a really good acronym because it's it like includes a larger group of people right. uh, when you're talking about, you know, systemic problems. So, yeah, fuck you, Michael Tracy. Go get slapped by Maxine Waters again. Uh, so then we get 2016 from... Um, I don't know where this is from, but it was somebody named uh, Louis Efron wrote this um, quote, why millennials don't want to work for you. <laughs> so it's, it's almost kind of like. It's going from Gen Z to millennials. Now right. they, we're, it's too late now to say millennials. Cause they realize millennials are like 40. Now they can't say they <laughs> right. can't, they can't act like they're the workers coming out of college anymore. So now it's Gen Z. But so, and I love how like the, like the hostage framing of the, of the, um, the byline here, millennials will resent, uh, represent, Forty percent of the total workforce by twenty twenty, like it or not, like it, like, <laughs> dun, dun, like, dun. like it or not, like there's nothing you can do to stop them. We'd like to, but we can't. Like it or not, if they won't or if they don't want to work for you, your business will die. The millennials are literally killing your business, so like, you're you're literally at their like they control your business now. But we can't stop them. Nineteen ninety Time Magazine headline. 20 something like dun 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 <laughs> the the generation that's in their 20s that you wish you were still part of yeah uh laid back late blooming or just lost overshadowed by the baby boomers america's next generation has a hard act to follow like just how how much do you fucking hate the fact that you got old <laughs> like it's just just the, the contempt for young people that I see. And I'm not young. I'm, I'm close to middle-aged. Like I, you know, <laughs> I, right. st I still live sort of a carefree lifestyle, but like, I don't look at young people and go, God, God damn it. <laughs> right. And I still be you. Right. Because right? those people just, you know, have, have given up on trying to fucking have an individual. They've, they've completely given themselves over to the fucking Borg to whatever job they're working. And they're just like, this is, this is my life and I'm miserable. So therefore everyone else should be miserable. And when I see people, enjoying their lives and not trying to fucking chain themselves to a desk. Like I, I want, I want right. to fucking kill those people because they're like let happy young, and I'm not let young people be young and have fun. And maybe some of the things you, you know, don't understand about them that are esoteric. Uh, you just never will. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that, you, you know, you have to like deride them, you know, right. like you, you're the reason why when, when we were young, that we all hated old people too, because you were fucking dicks to us, right? So right. like, like I know I'm not like going out trying to hang out with teenagers and twenty somethings, right? Like, but that's I don't I don't need to like 
put them down to validate myself. No, no. Because, you know, it's it's like, if anything, just like, keep in mind, those young people are also going to get older. <laughs> right. And like, you know, just, just don't, don't become the thing that you hated when you were a young person. Like, why, do, why do that to yourself? <clears throat> so the last one here from 1975, and I don't know where this is from, because it was like a really, it was like scanned from a newspaper, but it sounds like it's an op-ed. And this is just, this is just like, you know, we're going back to 1975, like ancient fucking times here. But a uh, person writes, um, the kids today, this doesn't have a headline. So again, I think it's an op-ed. The kids today don't work like the older women. They take a job as it comes. If they want to work, they work. If they don't, they just fool around. <laughs> we have a couple that sit on the phone half of the day and take time off. That puts the burden on the rest of the girls. The older women are more loyal. They don't take time off. <laughs> you're, you're not allowed to, to get sick. You're not allowed. You're like, you just have to you're fucking chain to a desk seven days a week. That's the way that we've done it since, you know, medieval times. And that's the way that you. So, yeah, it, it just this trend of old people hating young people and the fact that, like, they don't want to fucking work shitty jobs. It's just it's it's always been there. And it's just hilarious to me. I you know it's just really funny because I was I was scrolling through I, I get like a, uh, alerts occasionally from like you know Reddit or whatever from the subreddits I follow, and this one just popped up from from Reddit anti work and I, I very much envy this person but it, it ties into what we were uh, talking about and the title is uh, I stopped participating in the rat race. Uh, title says it all. I stopped participating in the rat race. I sold all my stuff except my computer and my clothes. I moved to Hawaii. I rent a 140 square foot room for 650 a month with a communal shower and kitchen, free utilities and internet. My front door opens to the outside. It's a quarter mile from the beach. Uh, I got a battery powered bike and applied for a part-time job two miles down the road. Also on the beach, washing dishes at a fine dining restaurant that pays $18 an hour. If the dishes are clean, my job is being done and nobody bugs me or critiques me. I literally sit and listen to audiobooks and spray plates for six hours and walk out the door and go home. No questions asked. Um, yep. it, I, it just seems like a fucking dream. Like, yeah, it, it's just, you know, it, Netflix had a documentary about these two guys that were like, kind of like gurus of that lifestyle of just, uh, like only having a laptop and like maybe five pairs of clothes. Right. And, you know, not having a, a, a single residence, but just kind of like being, you know, moving from place to place and everything. The only thing was like, they were, they were millionaires. So like, that was really easy for them to fucking do. They didn't have, right. you know, it, it, and it was like really obvious that this wasn't, you know, it wasn't like uh you know, nomad land where Francis McDormand's living out of the back of a van uh, and has to shit in a bucket. Like that's, that's the kind of lifestyle that I saw people on the West coast living uh, in real life. Um, right. You know, because they, they didn't want to be part of that rat race, but like they were, you know, basically homeless right? right rather than just like a rich guy who doesn't want to have lots of possessions but still has a shitload of money right. it was this wasn't an instagram you know lifestyle this was like just what they <laughs> actually fucking right they were you know do. these are people that would like go out and do you know uh direct action in the forest doing tree stands uh where they're living up in a tree for weeks on end trying to stop um uh like clear-cut logging <clears throat> But uh, Nomadland, still great film, um, pretty accurate. I've never seen uh, that sort of West Coast drifter lifestyle uh, gotten right by Hollywood before. So I don't know. I don't think you ever saw that one, did you? No, no, no. 
Yeah, uh, won won a bunch of awards, and then uh, a director went on to make uh, the Eternals for Marvel. So, right. um, so I had one little bit here. I wanted to just kind of read um, a did bit. Ever, for, for real the, quick, just oh, yeah. side. Note, did you ever re- uh, read the book and or see uh, Into the Wild? Oh, uh, that's the one with the Emil Hirsch. <sighs> yeah, I watched the movie, and I wasn't too impressed with it. Um, you like it? I enjoyed it. I just don't really remember like having a big impression on me, mostly because like it's like it's interesting that he kind of you know leaves and it's also interesting up. that was like true you know that's actually like what happened to that guy is a true story. Get yeah, well, and they keep warning people like please don't go look for this guy's van because like <laughs> other people have gone looking for it and died, right? And or had to be rescued or like yeah, because it's, right? <laughs> it's fuck if you watch the movie that's like actually the trick you have to cross this fucking raging street like it's a fucking treacherous yeah. you know it's the middle of the alaskan wilderness so you'd think they just haul out the fucking van so that people but wouldn't go was... looking for it anymore <laughs> right you, you would you would think but um but no i don't know there was just something kind of like just romantic about the notion of just yeah. like dropping all your shit and like going to fucking live you know on in the but uh and i also love that movie because that's uh eddie vetter did the soundtrack and he wrote a bunch of just great acoustic I think that's probably uh, what I liked about it. Yeah, it, it was amazing. I think he won like an Oscar for best, you know, original song or whatever. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, good, good shit. But anyway, that reminded me of that. But yeah, anyway, go, where are you going to read from? Well, I so I wanted to touch back on uh, Ukraine a little bit because we've been posting things that have gotten a lot of our uh, social dem followers pretty pissed off, <laughs> and uh, has gotten us called tanky. Which I'm like, imagine thinking that's an insult. Uh, and of course, calling us, um, you know, parroting Putin propaganda, which I ha- I've never done. <laughs> I, I'm not a fan of Vladimir Putin. I'm not even a big fan of Russia in general. Uh, obviously, lots of things about the Soviet Union that I uh, think were amazing. Um, not without criticism, obviously, but um, no, it was certainly a, a lot better pre fucking 1991 when it was actually the Soviet Union. Yeah, well, it was, you know, um, inarguably light years better than uh, Russia was in, you know, 1917. <laughs> so, right, no, and, and post, it, like, it's way better than it was pre and post fucking Soviet Union, so. Yeah, um, we've talked about that a bunch, so I'm not going to, yeah. I'm not going to rehash all that, but so I posted the, I, I saw this on Twitter, and it was an illustration, sort of like an anime manga illustration of a, a Russian soldier about to face stomp a uh, Azov Nazi. And I just posted it, and I'm going to read the actual caption I had here. Um, let's see if I can find this. Actually identifiable by an Azov patch on the arm, so it was not just like, oh, a Russian curb stomp stomping a Ukrainian. It was literally curb stomping a an Azov battalion you know, yes. Nazi member. Yes. So I, the caption I included with the illustration was, invading Ukraine, morally questionable, arguably justified. Deleting Nazis, a moral imperative, unquestionably justified, and people lost their fucking minds. I, you know, I, I'm not a believer that like I have to put up with any comment, you know, some bullshit comment somebody posted, and you got the typical like, well, what about the Wagner Group? And it's like they're not part of the military in Russia; they were a private fucking company, right, and the guy who sanctioned, like, yeah, <laughs> the, the the actual Nazi that founded them is dead now, and it's it's like, you know, they. Vladimir Putin (laughs) doesn't go to foreign fucking parliaments with two members of the Wagner group at his side being his fucking handlers, ensuring that he doesn't, you know, give anything away because they're actually running the country like the Azov Battalion and the fucking neo-Nazis are actually running the country like that's who's in control of the military. 
And that's why Zelensky doesn't fucking cross them because he knows that they're the only thing keeping him in power right now. Exactly. So we had some people who like I don't I don't spend a lot of time on Facebook, but apparently if you comment on shit enough, it'll put like a little, you know, like top fan diamond badge next to your handle when you comment right. on our page, apparently. Right. And there are people who like know more about what's going on in Ukraine historically than we do, who were totally backing us up. So uh, before we got deluged with fucking haters, I posted, or actually after we got a couple of them, I was like, all right, here it comes. I better put up a, a fucking <laughs> a caveat here. <clears throat> so I commented on our own thing. I said, and please don't bother commenting if you weren't aware that the Ukrainian government via its neo-Nazi battalions killed 15,000 of its own citizens during the last eight years of civil war after the 2004 U.S.-backed coup. If you uh, didn't start paying attention to what's been going on, uh, to Russian speaking Ukrainians, shut the fuck up. Uh, and somebody replied, um, I don't, this guy doesn't have a top fan little icon, but he replied, fucking thank you for once a left book page fucking gets it. And I was like, Oh, I I guess we got that right. Um, (laughs) another guy commented here. Uh, he said, laugh my ass off. It would be arguably justified if they were actually there to take out Nazis, but we all know that's not the case. So somebody who does a little diamond top fan uh, on their handle and knows a lot more about what's going on than I did replied to the guy. uh, If you suspect it's not the real, or he says, you suspect it's not the real reason, but denazification is the only war demand Kiev has a serious problem with, because as we know, there's been ongoing negotiations between Russia and Ukraine to end the war. Um, He continues here. The other demands being recognition of the Crimean referendum, uh, the Lugansk, I I can't. Yeah, the the eastern regions of the Ukraine Uh, that are loyal to Russia. Basically, um, their independence, uh, a commitment to non-NATO membership and neutrality. uh, Are these illegitimate is what he's asking. So it's like if you if you think that like the denazification part is illegitimate, then why is Ukraine agreeing to all these other conditions but not the denazification one. Uh, when I said to you, when I saw that comment, I was like, oh, wow, that was a really good comment. Like, this is all stuff we've talked about, but it's a lot more succinct, which is why that guy, right. you know, is a top commenter and I'm a podcaster because I can't get my words right. out in less than an hour. <laughs> like, well, I mean, me. I knew <laughs> that there were negotiations going on because I, I'm following this, but I didn't know like what, what the specific conditions of those negotiations were. I mean, I knew the NATO thing was probably one that, uh, Well, yeah, I think we've even talked about that being a major condition and that's right. not something that you that Ukraine even, even though they know they're never going to be allowed into NATO, that's not something they'll ever admit because that's one of the few... Uh, few things that they're clinging to to use as propaganda to get their soldiers to keep fighting because if their soldiers know that nato is not going to intervene which they're not going to uh they know it's fucking hopeless because they are just hopelessly outgunned and russia is using you know five percent of their actual armaments you know capabilities to fucking fight them um and if they wanted to and i fucking hope they never do they could wipe them off the map with a fucking you know, one or two, you know, strategically placed nuclear warheads. So like, that's not, it's not a fight that they can win unless they get the other most powerful countries in the world involved. The longer the U S keeps giving Ukraine money and arms, the longer this drags out. Right. Right. And the more civilians get killed. So fortunately there is at least one smart foreign policy analyst at CNN, because I had a couple paragraphs I wanted to read here that, uh, have some very telling information that I did not know until I read this, um, but also like backed up a lot of what we were saying. 
uh, headline, and a negotiated peace, a negotiated peace is the only way to end Russia's war on Ukraine, opinion by a guy named Jeffrey Sachs. Uh, so he writes, to anyone familiar with the Russian war effort and the horde has unleashed on civilians, it may seem obvious that Russia would be relegated to prior status globally, but that's not the case. Developing countries especially have declined to join in the West's campaign of isolation, as seen most recently in a U.S.-led vote to remove Russia from the U.N. Human Rights Council. It's true that 93 countries supported that move, but 100 other countries did not. 24 opposed, 58 abstained, and 18 did not vote. Even more striking, those 100 countries are home to 76% of the world population. So right. all these people that think they're like, oh, the world stands with Ukraine. It's like the, the West is not the whole world. It's just this American exceptional bullshit idea that the whole world is united with America. The whole rest of the world fucking hates America, except for right. Europe and Australia. Okay. Go go look at the list of the coalition of the willing from from you know from when Bush wanted to invade Iraq. Like the the list of people like yeah, again, that was another war that was sold as well, the whole world was united in in our attempts to take down, you know, Saddam Hussein. It, it was the, the list is hilarious. It's like the fucking Z list, you know, gr- group of countries. Yeah, it was like NATO. Two ma- there's like two major but no, it wasn't even most of NATO. Like it was just two major two or three major countries that would even you know, stand even like France wouldn't get involved. It was just it was so fucking uh, Bush League, you know, no, no pun intended, um, <laughs> but it, it's yeah, it's just uh, it's it's fucking hilarious how they're able to sell that all the time. But uh, yeah, so, you know, it, it's that's it's uh, I, I, I don't know how this is. I, I, I have a feeling this is going to end with a whimper more so than a bang. But uh, but I guess we'll see uh, what happens. Yeah. But it's well, he's, I've got a little bit more from him here oh, just yeah. to just to close it out. Um, so he continues, uh, add up all of the countries and regions opposing sanctions on Russia, the US, UK, European Union, Japan, Singapore, Australia, and New Zealand, and a handful of others, and their combined population comes to just 14% of the world population. So that's the amount of the world that's standing with Ukraine. Uh, China sees the US-Ukraine war, at least in part, as a war in which Russia is resisting NATO enlargement to Ukraine. That's why China repeatedly argues that Russia's legitimate security interests are at stake in this war, as we've we've read that previously. Right. We've talked uh, about the U.S. likes to say that NATO is a purely defensive alliance, but Russia, China, and others think otherwise. They look askance at the NATO bombing of Serbia in 1999, NATO forces in Afghanistan for 20 years after 9-11, and the NATO bombing of Libya in 2011, which toppled Omar Gaddafi. Russian leaders have been objecting to NATO's eastward enlargement since it began in the mid-1990s with the Czech Republic, Hungary, and Poland. It is notable that when Putin called on NATO to stop its enlargement into Ukraine, Biden pointedly refused to negotiate with Russia over the issue. So it's it's not like this is, you know, I, I, sorry, I have one last paragraph here. In short, many countries, uh, certainly including China, will not back global pressures on Russia that could lead to NATO expansion. The rest of the world wants peace, not a victory by the United States or NATO in a proxy war with Russia. Right. So it's it's like, really, you think Russia's the bad guy in this situation? Like, you, you're you on the wrong fucking side. Like, I'm not pro-Russia, I'm not pro-Putin, but like, if, if you weren't aware of all the shit that NATO's been doing, if you don't think that that's a real concern, if you don't think that there's been a huge rise of fascist militias in Ukraine... And that that is a, an actual reason that they in, invaded. Like you're just not paying attention, right? So, 
call me a tanky all you want, but <laughs> right. oh, actually, one person commented about fifteen times calling us the page Knots Bowls. Oh. I was like, that's, you know, that's, you, don't even know what the, you don't even know what that means. That's literally what you are doing right now. <laughs> literally like, the that's, opposite. That's like, literally what you're doing by supporting the, the, the fucking people who Nazis want to stomp the head of Nazis are not the Knots Bowls. It's literally no. people that are like, hey, let's team up with those Nazis to take down the fucking centrists. It's like, no, 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 no. No, God. <laughs> just just unreal fucking moron. So yeah, shit, like shit like that, morons. like comments like that, I'll fucking delete because I'm just like I'm not even gonna entertain this. It's not right. It's not worth. It. They're just uneducated fucking trolls. It's not even worth it. But uh, it's a burden to bear. All right. Well, <laughs> on that note, um, that's it for us. But uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on SoundCloud soundcloud.com slash move left uh facebook.com slash move left idiots if you want to join this riveting conversation that goes on over there um, please do because it all helps the algorithm yeah no right ultimately that's all it does um yeah uh patreon.com slash move left i am on twitter at move underscore left <laughs> uh, and as always i'm on twitter bike slutty yeah we'll see you next week